This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Mount Park. Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hello and welcome to Savor, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese, And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we're talking about salt and pepper shakers. Yes, which this was a Lauren suggestion. And uh, was there any particular reason uh, that you suggested this? Okay, so so I think I think at some point in the recent past, you or a listener had suggested some kind of cooking implement. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And so I sort of went down this Google search rabbit hole of trying to find something that would that would make for a full episode. Uh, uh, unto itself, so that we didn't have to do like a compilation of cooking implements, and I landed mm-hmm. upon the surprisingly twisty and turny world of salt and pepper shakers. <laughs> yeah, yes, I would agree with that assessment. Uh, I was not expecting most of what is what is to come, <laughs> um, but it's yeah, very exciting, very exciting. I have to say, uh, I I can't stop thinking of John Mulaney when he does his impression of Sir Patrick Stewart <laughs> um, on SNL, where he John Mulaney says one of his favorite moments on SNL is when Sir Patrick Stewart introduced salt and pepper, and he said it like, <laughs> salt and pepper! Like it was a surprise that pepper showed up. <laughs> 
which I love. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's beautiful. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. And my mom does have, she is a person who has um, different decorative salt and pepper shakers <gasps> for holidays. What? And, and uh, seasons. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That's beautiful. Oh, mm-hmm. that is that is a thing of wonder. We do have uh, in this household precisely three uh, d- decorative salt and pepper shakers, none of which we ever use. Um, <laughs> two are a matched set, which are elephants, because my roommate um, has an elephant uh, thing. Um, that sounded weird. She just likes elephants. <laughs> um, gosh. Elephant thing. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They're her favorite animal, I do believe. Um, uh, And I've got just one that's a T-Rex, and it's a little white T-Rex wearing a little gold bow tie. And I I didn't really feel the need to have two of them because I knew that I wouldn't, like, use them. I just sort of wanted—I think I was, like, having a bad day at Target. And so I was Uh like, this little dude is coming home with me. It's just me and him. (laughs) We're just—we're out there. We're going to make it work. You know, you and the single, <laughs> I guess, salt shaker? I don't know. You can put whatever you want in there. That is um, that is ag- true. Against the world. <laughs> yeah. All right. This kind of reminds me of, uh, I remember one time in D&D, your character, I assume, was having a bad day and asked for, like, a decorative figurine. <laughs> and I was like, uh... <laughs> The shopkeeper is a jerk and says, no. <laughs> but now I know. Okay, T-Rex shaker, maybe. There you go. I'll introduce. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, I'm not sure what kind of dinosaurs existed in whichever yeah. realm we're in. Um, That's right. I'm going to have to... I'm gonna have to sort that out. I, I'm ashamed I haven't thought about that earlier. I what kind of dinosaurs? I'm ashamed of you and for you. Yes. As you should but- <laughs> be. As you should be. All right. Well, I will think on this. I unfortunately don't have any decorative. Well, unfortunately, I wouldn't use them either, <laughs> but maybe I'd use them as decoration. Um, I'm just I just use it straight from the canister type of gal. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've come back over into salt cellar kind of territory lately. I don't even. Oh, really? I don't even shake. Yo. Oh wow. Yeah. You don't even shake. You don't shake, bro. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well. That okay. I just uh, you've given me some stuff to consider about what's going on with your <laughs> dinosaur figurine and your salt cellar. All right. Um. But in the meantime, we have done episodes on salt and pepper. Yep. Um, uh, that's uh, Salt, What's Shaking from April of 2018 and A Prepper on Black Pepper from March of 2018. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but all right, let's get to our question. Yes. Salt and pepper shakers. What are they? Well, uh, they're uh, small receptacles with uh, holes in the top, usually in the top, uh, for for individual diners at the table to uh, to use to sprinkle out individual servings or or units, I guess, of salt or of pepper. Um, I mean, honestly, again, you can put pretty much whatever you want in there. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, because sometimes you have dry, powdered, or crystallized condiments or seasonings that it would be nice to sprinkle over your food. 
And you also don't want to get that condiment all over your fingers, or maybe it'd be rude for you to, like, put your grubby little hands into a shared dish at that current moment. So, yeah, these receptacles let you season your food all all dainty-like. I suppose it is kind of dainty, Mm -hmm. now that you mention it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And salt and pepper are the two most common seasonings used with shakers, um... Uh, but any number of other things can can go in similar receptacles. Uh, sugar, hot red pepper flakes, ground Parmesan in kind of scare quotes because there's usually not a whole lot of Parmesan actually involved in those. Um, <laughs> cinnamon, um, uh, mustard powder, yeah, whatever you want. Um, they are also called casters um, or pots based on older cellars or, or, or pots, but the shakers are sometimes called pots too. Sometimes dredgers or muffineers. This is a Muffineers. This is a historical <laughs> term, and as far as I can tell, no one knows why it exists. Um, people have oh. all kinds of theories about like the British seasoning their muffins at the table. I'm not sure. But then I think <gasps> about our muffin episode and how confusing that terminology was, and I don't even want to. I didn't have time. I did not have time today. <laughs> That's fair. Um, That's fair. <laughs> the ones for the muffineer rabbit hole was not one for another day. Yeah. Or maybe it conquered us, you know? Maybe that's one we'll never know. <laughs> I I like to think I I really hope that this isn't like my Moby Dick. Like I don't <laughs> Oh Muffineer. Now I kinda hope it is. See, Muffineer <laughs> in our food comic series, mm, mm-hmm. the Muffineer does sound like uh it sounds like a villain, but I guess it could be either. Yeah. But like a like a musketeer, you know. That's true. The three muffineers. Yeah. All right. There it is. There's the idea. <laughs> <laughs> there, the, the, the rival band, though, of the muffineers is clearly the pepperettes, which is oh. another word for a pepper shaker. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the pepperettes. I like that. Yeah. In the offshoot where they're both girl bands with, like, keytars. Um Yes. Yeah, it's the muffineers and the pepperettes. Um, or sometimes these objects are just simply called salts and peppers. Hmm. All right, all right. And <laughs> I need to go ahead and, and draw a distinction here between shakers and grinders. I think we need to talk separately about grinders at another time and date. It's too much. Too much. Too much. Grinders yeah. needs its own episode. It does. All right. Um, And as we have been discussing, um, in addition to being practical, uh, shakers can be also varyingly decorative, Um, you know, being constructed of materials ranging from just like paperboard and plastic to ceramics to wood to steel to precious metals, all kinds of shapes and decors from plain to kitschy to elegant. Um, I, I found out today that some... Salt and pepper shakers are also snow globes. Um, yep. And I've seen those. <laughs> that just blew my little mind. I was like, well, there you go. There you go. Human ingenuity. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I know. I know. Especially in salt and pepper realms. Yes. Other realms, perhaps lacking. Also fine. Salt and pepper. <laughs> but salt and pepper shakers, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very important. Yeah. Um, they are often sold in matching sets. Yes. I feel like that would be in a horror movie. No offense to you, Lauren, <laughs> but if someone was like, they came up and they were like, I only want the left, like, salt one yeah. of this pair. I feel like the person 
trying to sell it would be like, <gasps> what? You can't break no up the set. No one's ever asked. <laughs> we can't break up the set. <laughs> we never sell them separately. <laughs> Do you know what kind of damage that does to the psyche of a salt or pepper shaker? <laughs> you monster. Yeah. Oh, no. Right. What have I done? What have you done? Somewhere there's some poor, innocent <laughs> T-Rex with a, you know, maybe a, a silver bow tie just lost in this world, wondering what's happened. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I did not know. <laughs> if only you had done this episode before then. I think we both have Alas. things to be ashamed of and to make up for, you know? It's true. It's true. We will get started on that post-haste. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess speaking of, there are a lot of salt superstitions, and we talked about that a little bit in our salt episode. Um, but one of the ones related to this is after knocking over a salt shaker, throwing salt over your left shoulder. I had a friend that was very adamant about that. You had to. Otherwise, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Happen. Yeah. That's a thing that I do, but I f- always forget which shoulder it is, and I don't have any <gasps> really strong feeling about it. So I'm probably, uh, again, I'm just living on the edge. Oh, no. Apparently, with you a lot are. of salt-related <laughs> issues. You are. <laughs> Wild child when it comes to the salt. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, what about the nutrition of <laughs> salt and pepper shakers? Yeah, don't eat them. Don't eat those. Uh, consume their contents oh, okay. only. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. I could have, uh, I could have made such huge mistakes. <laughs> a lot of them are decoratively shaped like food. They are. Yeah. Don't don't it's eat them. Interesting. Don't now be that tricked. I think about it. <laughs> um, don't be tricked. <laughs> uh, we do have a few numbers for you. Um, the, 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 these fine antique shakers um, can go for thousands of dollars. Uh, oh This yeah. is another Google rabbit hole that I fell right into, and I was just like. Whoa, really? And it's true. Yeah. 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 Uh, and we're going to be talking about that a bit more. It mm-hmm. reminded me of the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a whole world I didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. And people are serious about it. The Some of the collectors who get really serious about um, not even like the fine, like silver ones, but the kitschy ones yeah. have collections that range in the thousands, like like 10,000, like 50,000. Like people have a lot yeah. of these things. Yeah, and speaking of, there is a salt and pepper shaker museum in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, mm-hmm. complete with 40,000 pairs of shakers. But I split recently, I believe, between two museums, um, the second being in Guadalest in Spain, and they're both owned by Andrea or Andrea uh, Ludden. And more on that, yes, mm-hmm. in history. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's great. It's great. <laughs> it is a thing of beauty, and I look forward to talking about it. Um, which means that we should probably get into the history. But first, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. 
And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it! Give me a vacation! Vacation! Give me a wave! Surfing! Give me a city tour! The trolley! Give me animals! The zoo! Give me some sea life! <laughs> Give me museums! Park! Give me a woo! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, just to reiterate, we do have episodes on salt and pepper. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, the histories of those things go way, way back. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and it's perhaps worth mentioning again in this one, both were expensive for a long time, and thus a sign of status and wealth for a long time, and in Salt's case, the source of a lot of superstition. Yes, since spilling it was seen as an ill omen because it was so expensive. Yeah, yeah, Um and for as long as these things have existed, um, and, and especially as long as they've been status symbols, there have been decorative receptacles for them. Um, uh, sculpted gold and silver figurines with holes for dispensing pepper have been found dating back to at least the Roman Empire, circa like 4th century CE. Um, and at the time, they were called a piperatorium. Piperatorium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Prior to the 1920s, salt typically came served on a small plate or in a bowl doled out via spoon because the salt often attracted moisture and clumped together. And this was called a salt cellar and a bunch of other things too. But Mm -hmm. primarily in documents, I saw a salt cellar. Uh, These dishes ranged from extremely simple carved wood to extremely, extremely ornate silver. Or gold or whatever, yeah. Uh, And some of these are legit pieces of art. Infamous sculptor Benvenuto Cellini crafted this gold uh, salt and pepper set in the 1540s for the King of France, um, Francis the Second, I think it was at the time. Um, and uh, this, this car- these carved figurines representing the goddess of the earth and the god of the sea lounging around nude, and there's a small boat for salt and a temple for peppercorns, and the temple has also a nude figure of the goddess of the earth on top of it. It's it, like, but smaller than the other one. It's it's a whole thing. Um, uh, it, it includes a removable golden trident that doubles as a pickle fork. Uh, 
It's a lot. <laughs> That's amazing. I know. <laughs> and furthermore, um, in the early 2000s, this, uh, th- this piece was in a museum, and a security alarm specialist stole it and kept it hidden under his bed and then buried in, like, a local forest for over two years while attempting to collect ransom from the museum. <laughs> um, finally, he was caught and returned it. It was valued oh at the time. It was valued at the time at $60 million. Whoa. Wow. I see he's going to be haunted by the ghost of whoever <laughs> that salt cellar. <laughs> or is it just keeping it under his bed and burying it like it's nothing? Come on. Oh, he was trying to hide it because, you know, he kept, he went through like all these cell phones trying to communicate with the police. Like, hey, I have Mm -hmm. this thing. Give me $12 million for it. Um, (laughs) That's why he was finally caught because they traced, they traced one of his cell phones. Uh, Rookie mistake. Yep. Rookie mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yes, all of this to say salt cellars and dishes were a whole thing. Um, uh, but casters for other seasonings were relatively common from the um, 1600s on. Wealthy folks in, in Europe or its colonies might have had silver or china sets for their tables um, for, for all of these then showy, expensive, colonization-driven products like sugar um, and probably later ground or cracked peppercorns and powdered cayenne pepper and probably later on mustard powder. Um, Yeah, uh, other materials would have included like pewter and horn. And museums and collectors have loads of examples of these just so finely made shakers from all of these famed silversmiths and companies like Tiffany's and Paul Revere, who today I learned Paul Revere was a silversmith by trade. I never knew that. Or if I did, I that had been lost to my brain <laughs> a long time ago. Yes. Yes, I did not know that either. There you go. Learning all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> by the late 1800s, uh, crystal or cut or blown glass sets were pretty posh. Um, but yeah, salt still, all this time, came in a cellar. It was just tricky. But that changed in the 1920s thanks to Morton Salt, and yep, that one, Hmm. out of Chicago. To deal with the clumping problem with salt, they added magnesium carbonate. This meant that salt could be poured from containers. By this time, salt and pepper had already become entwined in the social consciousness, frequently served together, and pepper already, it didn't have the same clumping issues salted, so it could already be poured so the shakers were often paired with the differentiation of the salt shaker having a single hole while pepper had two or three. Mm. I think, I don't know if that's still true, but uh, that's how it was at the time. There you go. Goble or Google? Uh, it's been a long time since I took Germany, everyone. <laughs> took Germany. I took German. I didn't do anything <laughs> in Germany, I swear. Uh, the fine <laughs> pottery maker out of Germany was one of the first to produce these shakers. Its first three sets came out in 1925, and its 1935 Hummel shakers are a highly collectible item these days. Shakers experienced an increase in popularity during the Great Depression for a few reasons. Ceramic producers had to shift focus to cheaper items, and at a couple of cents, they were affordable for people struggling, these shakers. 
Moving out of the 20s and into the 30s, other ceramic companies uh, worldwide got in on the shaker game, including several out of Japan. Production ceased during World War II, and the shakers produced immediately after the war were labeled Made in Occupied Japan or Occupied Japan. And Mm. these are very hard to find and also very desired collectible items. Mm. In the early years of the shaker, they were more practical Then showy, uh, for the most part, it wasn't until the automobile became more widespread in the 50s that we saw the rise of novelty shakers, Mm -hmm. Um, a collectible item, a a souvenir type thing that travelers could purchase. Uh, They were inexpensive and easy to transport, perfect for collectible items. The 50s and 60s is also when companies started producing plastic salt and pepper shakers, But these early plastic models were easily, easily breakable, and not many have survived. And yes, also highly sought after collectible (laughs) item Mm -hmm. because of that. Oh, and speaking of, in the 1980s, Andrea Ludden, a trained archaeologist who had pivoted to focus on everyday life, kind of like uh, items of everyday life that tell the story of our modern era, Mm -hmm. purchased a pepper mill at a garage sale. Unfortunately, it didn't work. So she bought a few more and she set them along her windowsill. And people saw that and thought she was collecting them. Uh, Though, according to her, she absolutely wasn't. wasn't her intention. (laughs) Um, And they started giving her more and more until she had 14,000 of them. Oof. Yes. And she kept them all over the house, all like in every room. You'd find them. Because she had 14,000 of them. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine. Uh, According to Andrea, her husband gave her an ultimatum. Find a place for these things or we're getting a divorce. (laughs) So what do they do? They decide to open a museum. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. And, oh, you can find all kinds of shakers in there. You've got things like Santa's boots poking out from a chimney. You've got pistols, a copy of Princess Diana's salt and pepper cufflinks. Okay. The Beatles, of course. <laughs> of course. A washer and dryer, a lawnmower, a TV and a couch. That was a pair. Sure. Um, all the vegetables you can imagine. All of them, all of them, all of them. Um, frogs galore. Roosters galore. <laughs> <laughs> and... They also own pornographic shakers, but they don't display them at the museum. They say, I think she said her daughter said they have 14 pairs. Okay. But yeah, sure. Some of the some of the paired uh shakers that are that are figures that are meant to go together will have um either little like interlocking parts or little magnets in them so yeah. that like little like kissing figures can kiss and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm sure that people again, human ingenuity. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the lawnmower one was one of the first that they found that had, like, mechanics where I think you can pull something and turn mm-hmm. it. It's both the salt and pepper shaker is in that one. Oh, I yeah, think. yeah. I'm pretty fascinated, yeah, by the ones that are a single figure with different holes, like different sections for the salt mm-hmm. and the pepper. And you have to, like, mm-hmm. tilt it different ways to get each out. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool, but I feel like I would consistently over-salt or over-pepper. <laughs> Or get just, like, too little or, like, a little of both, but not enough. Or, oh, yeah, no, no. I Disastrous, but cool. Interesting. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Oh, 
not disastrous, but very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, In 1983, the Novelty Salt and Pepper Shakers Club, then called the Salt Shakers Collectors Club, came together. Membership got so high that they split into two distinct groups in 1987, the Novelty Salt and Pepper Shakers Club and the Antique Glass Salt and Sugar Shaker Club. (laughs) Yes, very different. I love Um, it. I do, too. I I do, too. Uh, The Novelty Salt and Pepper Shakers Club host conventions that have costume contests. Ooh. I must know more. I need pictures. I need pictures. And I was also very delighted by the tech facts in their history section. So they kind of have a bullet point history section on their website. And it includes... Technical facts like AOL website creation date, Facebook page creation date. Oh, it's that's so wonderful. <laughs> I love it. Ah, uh, big dates. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, there are there are members around the world. Um, that that yearly convention um, put off this year due to COVID, but coming back and. 2021, um, uh, attendees can purchase their, what else, a commemorative shaker set. Yes. <laughs> from, from the website, the shaker's subject matter is typically determined by the convention theme. The design is always a guarded secret until it is unveiled at the convention. A limited number of sets are produced each year. <laughs> For example, um, 2018's theme was Shaker's Rock. Um, the event was in Cleveland that year, so... Yeah, get it? Cleveland Rocks, Shakers Rock, okay. Um, Mm -hmm. And it featured like a stage and these little figurines holding guitars. Um, Oh, (laughs) this is amazing. And the logo was kind of done up like it was Sgt. Pepper, but it was like salt and pepper. Yeah, it was was pretty cute. Um, Mm -hmm. One that I am very fond of uh, and included a photo of in the outline for for your viewing pleasure, Annie, um, is from 2006, this convention, the theme was shake, shake, shake in the garden state. And <laughs> if you can allow me to quote more of the website at you, the description of this figurine set goes as follows. A veggie couple sit in a rolling chair in Atlantic City. It is a wicker-type rolling chair made famous in Atlantic City, carrying a male anthropomorphic eggplant and a female anthropomorphic corn. The corn and eggplant heads nod. <laughs> it's so beautiful. So yeah, so this is a dude and a lady, and the and the dude's head is an ear of corn, and the lady's head is an eggplant. They're both smiling, uh-huh. having a nice time in their wicker chair, and the heads detach, and that's where you get the salt and the pepper out of. But but they also um, the, the the way that they sit in the bodies in the in the in the holders um they they're they're allowed to like rock back and forth a little bit so that it looks like they're nodding if you kind of jiggle it a little oh wow and and their shoes are uh, we got some flip-flops yeah and some sneakers and some here. pretty sweet kicks yeah um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes i just i have a moment where i'm thinking we are a food show <laughs> what's What's happening? <laughs> I've never thought I'd have to. You would have to describe what salt <laughs> pepper shakers are, but it's so great. It's wonderful. 
Yeah, um, I am. I am so delighted by this entire world. Um, you know, it. It's, yeah. It's uh, definitely a rabbit hole. Like rabbit hole of the day, listeners. Mm-hmm. This go mm-hmm. look up images. Yes. Of salt and pepper yes. shakers. I'll try to remember to link this on social. It's all so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, hours of delight to be had. <laughs> well, I guess that's what we have to say for now about salt and pepper shakers. Uh-huh. Yep, mm-hmm. that's it. Um, we do have some listener mail for you, though. Yes. But first, we have a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this, I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with Listener, Listener Mail. Ooh, Patrick Stewart impression. Could you do those? Oh, no, not at all. Uh, yeah, I so said that's... I don't want to try it for the first time right now. On air, yeah. <laughs> but I will give it a go. But that was supposed to be the John Mulaney impression of right. Patrick Stewart. Um, I never nailed, uh, I was working on William Shatner. I got, I got a little close, but not known. I, that's wrong. That is totally wrong. I got better <laughs> than what it was. It was still not close. <laughs> I, I like that, but but no, I, I like that we're developing a theme of um, Star Trek captain impersonations. Yeah. 
Um, ah, or Star Trek Captain actor impersonations. Either okay. one. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like of the lot of them, oh, I don't know. I don't know what I would be best at off the mm. off the cuff. I don't really do impressions, so. <laughs> I don't do them well, but <laughs> I attempt them all the time. <laughs> I I can do the Owen Wilson wow, and it, it actually embarrasses me because I just kind of do it naturally, and uh, especially— one of our coworkers, Chandler, every time I do it, he just laughs at me. And <laughs> I don't mean to do it. <laughs> but that's my one I got going for me right uh, now. Yeah. Oh, I guess I guess I do. I guess I kind of do Ralph Wiggum. Like, that's my. Oh, <laughs> sweet. That's the only one. <laughs> well. Very specific. Um, yeah, that's very specific. We have a short list of impressions we can do. <laughs> I actually compiled a spreadsheet. I never sent it out, but I was going to ask everyone in the office, like, what are some impressions you can do? Because I was just curious. Oh, right. Yeah, I remember us talking about that. Oh, you should yeah. you should get that up. Yeah, I would love to know. And then we could bring in, like, if we, have, we ever need a specific impression. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. critical information. It is. It is. <laughs> um, but anyway, maybe quarantine project. Yeah. All right. Um, Megan wrote... I was just listening to your pod on Kool-Aid, and I was reminded of my college marching band days. Every section of the band had a rookie party where the section initiated the freshman rookies with various ridiculous and safe ceremonies. Once the rookies were initiated, the sections would party. The trumpet section my freshman year developed a drink called Blue Juice, play on the blue valve oil uh, all brass players use. Uh huh. I never thought about how it was made until I was section leader myself and frantically texted those OG <laughs> trumpets on the recipe. Turns out it was blue Kool-Aid and vodka and soda. My fellow section leader and I ran to the store to grab blue Kool-Aid and unbeknownst to us, we grabbed the sugar-free kind. We made the whole drink and tried it and, well, it was awful. But... The rookies were almost there, and we were in panic mode. Cue all of the upperclassmen in off-campus apartments running to their places to grab sugar. We made the drink drinkable, and we learned an important lesson. You need to add sugar to the packets of Kool-Aid. <laughs> ah, yes. We've important all learned lesson. that lesson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> so, as Lauren knows, I could go on and on and on about my marching band complaints, I kind of want to start a sideshow that's just Annie complains about marching band. Yeah, I um, like it. Yeah, but I this brought back several memories for me. Um, and <laughs> also the worst hangover I ever had um, was something, a similar drink. Uh, Blue Vomit, May 5th, oh. 2012. Super oh, no. Um, my brother's birthday, I had to go. It was Benihana. And if you've ever been hung over at a hibachi grill, <laughs> it's not good. It's not oh, good. my goodness. I believe you. I don't think I've had the pleasure of that. No. No, 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 no. It's, I was very afraid I was going to vomit all over that grill top. Uh, drink responsibly. Drink yeah, responsibly. drink responsibly. That is, <laughs> yes. Add sugar yes. to the packets of Kool-Aid and drink responsibly. These are the lessons. Yes, valuable lessons all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Caitlin wrote, 
I wanted to email about comfort foods. There are a few foods I can only get when I visit extended family, so they have been the foods I want when I miss them living a few states away. The top three, um, and forgive me, Caitlin, my Tagalog is terrible, um, so the top three are lumpia, adobo, and pork sinigang. For me, lumpia is the ultimate snack, can be stuffed with a variety of foods, eaten hot or cold, with or without dipping sauce, even with a variety of sauces. Plus, they're small, and you can just keep eating them until you pass out from joyful stuffedness. The crispy, egg roll-like food will always be my first love. Pork sinagang is uh, one of my favorite things my Lola or grandma would make if you had a cold. According to her, the sour soup would drain the sick right out of you. With a tamarind-based broth, ooh, um, it was so sour, it will really make your nose run. Because the broth is so sour, cheap, fatty cuts of pork is the family's favorite meat to put in it since it mellows out the tamarind. Add some hearty root vegetables and greens, and it is chock full of vitamins as well. Served with rice, and everything would magically balance out. Adobo is the weirder one because growing up, my Lola would mostly make a dry adobo that she grew up making. Cooking normally pork, but could be any meat, in a vinegar-herbed liquid until it all dried up and the house smelled of it for nearly a week. Apparently, that was how she learned how to cook extra meat that she wouldn't be able to get to before it would go bad uh, since she didn't have any refrigeration growing up. You can leave it out on the counter for days and just eat it with rice and whatever veg you want. The rice is very necessary with all that vinegar— I, on the other hand, got a recipe from my oldest aunt that uses equal parts soy sauce, vinegar, and water and can cook all day in a slow cooker without going dry. My favorite is a fatty chicken thigh because I can pull it out, bake until the skin is crispy, and eat with some coconut rice. This is my ultimate guilty comfort food, more so since going pescatarian. The fatty, salty, sour broth poured over the sweet, soft rice and eaten with a crispy, melty chicken thigh that falls off the bone. It has all the flavors, and they play so well together. Uh, I'm so hungry. I want that so badly. <laughs> oh, it is my favorite thing when I have a craving for something I've never tasted before. But that sounds yes, amazing. It does. Um, and I have to say, uh, Caitlin, a lot of people have written in and said, uh, especially Lumpia, uh, are the comfort foods. These are comfort foods that get mentioned a lot among our listeners. So... You're clearly onto something, and I can, like, just these descriptions, I can see why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, oh, there's a place in town that makes um, a version of Olympia that um, have, like, a fresh dough wrapper, um, not deep fried. Mm. And, oh, they're so good. Heck. Oh, my gosh. They're so far away from me right now. <laughs> Why are you so far away? It's okay. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, on that note, leaving everybody with craving. Um, <laughs> thanks to both of those listeners for writing in. If you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at saverpod. And we do hope to hear from you. Savor is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. 
Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.